0: everybody this is james and marco and nabil and this is the movie pals podcast podcast number 131 today we are continuing our francis ford coppola corner with a review of the outsiders a complete novel followed by a review of the new hulu exclusive film prey so without further ado let's jump into our francis ford coppola
1: corner there is a misconception that we are surrendering something of art to a technology that will do it for us, that that is never the case. But cinema itself is technology, and to, to say that, oh, well, it can't be an art because it's a mechanical device rushing celluloid through it is as naive as to say, well, you can't create because now it's a computer rushing numbers through it. The technology is always an element of creativity, but it never is the source of the creativity, and so my attitude is to embrace technology as it comes
0: so if this is your guys first time uh listening to us, probably not maybe it is who knows but we are journeying through the uh filmography of director francis ford coppola starting from dimension 13 all the way to his newest film um we are now into early 80s here i I guess you could say guys um i thought you were gonna say [SS2] we
2: we are the official francis ford coppola podcast
0: we technically are technically, unless I mean I don't know I don't Google it. There might be some guy who's like, "This is my fucking life."
2: What are you <laughs> talking about? They're doing like a fucking deep deep dive.
0: Yeah, how fucking dare you? This is what I'm doing. So,
2: so every time, like
0: from our last movie going forward, we kind of always break it down. Um, what what where Francis Ford Coppola was as a you know director. Our last one was the film One from the Heart. So this is uh, a continuation now. Of some things that happened in between that and during the filming of uh, The Outsiders. So, Francis Ford Coppola had not intended to make a film about teen inks until Joe Ellen Miss uh, Akain, a sure. school librarian from Lone Star Elementary School in Fresno, California, wrote to him on behalf of her seventh and eighth grade students about adapting The Outsiders.
1: Attached to the letter were approximately 15 pages of children's signatures written in different colors. Moved by the letter, Coppola read the book and was impressed by the the relationships between the greaser kids. It brought back memories of the time when when in his youth he had become a drama counselor working with children at a summer camp.
2: The Outsiders is notable for being the breakout film for a number of young actors who would go on to become major stars. The film was shot on location in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Filming took place from March 29th to May 15th, 1982. A newspaper used to show a story about the three greasers saving the kids in The Outsiders includes a real story from 1982 regarding the death of a man hit by a train in Boston. Coppola's craving for realism almost led to disaster during the church burning scene. He pressed for more fire and the small controlled blaze accidentally triggered a much bigger uncontrolled fire, which a downpour doused.
0: The original length of the film was 2 hours and 13 minutes. Warner Brothers felt that the film was a mistake and was too long. As a result, Coppola cut it down to 91 minutes for the theatrical release.
1: The pranks that went on during the filming have become legendary, mostly initiated by Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, and Patrick Swayze. The targets were often C. Thomas Howell and Diane Lane. And Ralph Macchio was not really involved because he was so focused on getting his role right.
2: The author of the original novel, S.E. Hinton, was involved during the film as she and Coppola wrote the screenplay together. She appears as a nurse near the end of the film. She also later stated that she served as an informal dead mother to many of the actors as she was close to all of them.
0: On September 20th, 2005, Coppola re-released the film on DVD, including 22 minutes of additional footage and new music, as a two-disc set called The Outsiders a complete novel. Coppola reinserted some deleted scenes to make the film more faithful to the book, This brought it up to 114 minutes uh, running time. At the beginning of the film, he added scenes where Ponyboy gets stalked and jumped. The gang talks about going to the movies. Soda Pop and Ponyboy talk in their room. And Dal, Pony, and Johnny bum around before going to the
1: movies. In the end, Coppola added the scenes taking place in court. Mr. Simon talking to Ponyboy and Soda Pop. Ponyboy and Derry in the park. The director also removed three scenes that were in the theatrical version to improve pacing. Those scenes were Ponyboy and Johnny looking at their reflections in the lake and talking about their hair, attempting to catch a rabbit, and playing poker.
0: So without further ado guys, let's get into our review of The Outsiders The Complete Novel.
1: bet they're looking for us.
2: This is our territory. I wish that you could concentrate on something else just once in a while. What's your name?
0: Ponyboy Curtis.
2: The greasers who uh, tried to pick up on our women
1: must be someplace. That grazers, socios must be someplace with plain, ordinary people. Oh,
0: yeah, you, can... you be careful.
2: can hurt me no more Stangled Stangled. okay so the outsiders the complete novel has a 68 on rotten tomatoes the plot of this movie is A teen gang in rural Oklahoma, the Greasers, are perpetually at odds with the socials, a rival group. When Greasers, Ponyboy, and Johnny get into a brawl that ends in the death of a social member, the boys are forced to go into hiding. Soon, Ponyboy and Johnny, along, along with the intense Dallas and their other Greaser buddies, must contend with the consequences of their violent lives. While some Greasers try to achieve redemption, others meet tragic ends. Once again, this movie is directed by the great Francis Ford Coppola as we continue The Coppola Corner because, you know, we're the official podcast and all. You know, unless there's some copycat out there like James was saying, in which case we'll steal their shit. It's the, and, it's the movie and, dudes, bro. It's the movie dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the film friends. Based out of Napa,
0: California. California. We're closer. So I can back <laughs> off.
2: <laughs> we shame. Mm. Jesus. Every day. Uh, movie was written by Kathleen Rowell. And it's based on the novel by S.E. Hinton. It was released on March 25th, 1983. And it's the completed version of the novel, uh, which was released on September 20th, 2005, as we stated earlier. Budget for the movie was $10 million. And it grossed at the box office at $33.7 million. Making it quite a bit of a success there. You know, nothing to write home about, but pretty good. And it stars C. Thomas Howell as Ponyboy Curtis, Matt Dillon as Dallas Winston, Ralph Macchio as Johnny Cade, Patrick Swayze as Daryl Curtis, Rob Lowe as Soda Pop Curtis, Emilio Estevez as Two Bit Matthews, Tom Cruise as Steve Randall, Diane Lane as Cherry Valance, Leif Garrett as Bob Sheldon, Darren Dalton as Randy Anderson, Tom Waits as Buck Merrill. So, as always, we like to start with our history uh, with the movie. So, let's start with... James, I'll start with you. Uh, What's your history with The Outsiders?
0: Uh, Yes, I have seen this movie before a couple times, actually. Uh, The original version, at least. um, This version, no. I want to say I haven't. Uh, This was just... This just got a 2021, like, 4K restoration as well, so... That's why it looks a lot better now, too. But um, I want to say I read this book. We had to in... God, I don't think it was elementary school. It had to have been middle school, probably, I'm assuming. Yeah, I want to say middle school. It seems a little too dark for, like, fifth grade, right? Like, oh, shit. Like, okay. But yeah, I read the the book in school, and we watched the movie during that time, and then I I know that I have rewatched it at least another time since then, so... I don't think this is one of his super well-known movies, but, like, it's more known than, like... Than, like, One from the Heart, right?
2: Yeah, it's, it's more well-known, but truthfully, for the longest time, I didn't even know Francis Ford Coppola directed this. So. Really?
0: I always yeah. remember it because it had so much, um, th- the cast is, like, mm-hmm. like they said, like, a lot of these guys become, like, all-stars. Then exactly. of course, Tom Waits shows up because, you know, I just added that because, you know, he's in One from the Heart fucking singing the whole time. I was
1: like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, he's
2: the bar yeah. guy. Fuck it. Now you see him again. He's He's describing the movie the whole time the outsiders yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah and then yeah, they get into a true. fight yeah and then it's better being better boom baby <laughs> uh, i would be about, shocked you? that's the right. alternate cut <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be the super extended cut what what about you Nabil? what's your history with the outsiders have you seen it before you seen this version did you read the book yeah, or were you same in the play?
0: Exact ex- no, no, no. Oh shit, Marco, were you in <laughs> the play? Yes.
2: No. no. I wish. I wish.
1: No, but the same experience. I read it and watched it in school. I have only seen it the one time though, and that was the original version. i hadn't seen this, um, the complete novel version that was released in two thousand five, and definitely not in the four K. Um, but yeah, it was something you just had to read back then. It was it was an interesting book when, uh, when i had read it in the film. I, I, remember like liking, I
0: remember liking the book.
1: Yeah, I felt like the film didn't capture everything that you read in the book at the time, but obviously there's a reason why there's a complete novel version now. But um, I actually had heard that, or I'd read that the, one of the reasons that drove Francis Ford Coppola to co- re- go back and recut this was because, I think it was his granddaughter, I want to say, was reading it in school and was going to be shown the film. And he was embarrassed by the fact of what um, that it wasn't matching up to the book, and realized that when he heard that from his granddaughter. So went back to uh, recut this to to kind of keep it back more in line. I, I,
0: I had heard that cool. this was like available even like on like a TV version or something like that too. Had more of scenes added to it.
2: Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, not, I'm so. not surprised. It's I I've been listening to some podcasts, and there, I, I apparently it was very common. In the '80s, for TV versions to have like additional scenes that mm-hmm. weren't in the to make up for the,
0: the time, sometimes because it's mm-hmm. like shit, we got to fill in two and a half or three hours, and
2: yep. there's not enough and movie. It, it allowed for more uh, commercials too, so more yeah. uh, promoting on on that aspect. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. I myself, uh, I I've seen the original version, hell of times. Uh, obviously, uh, I read the book in school, also in middle school, I think. I liked it too. Was, I, wasn't it I liked based any? off
1: of your your actual experience as a greaser <laughs> when you were younger? <laughs> a little bit. Bill.
2: <laughs> a, li- a little bit. The only the only thing is, uh, we didn't call it grease. Uh, we called it oil. Okay. So, just, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going
0: to tell everybody right now, since you can't see, but Marco is wearing a Mickey Mouse cut off tee right now. So, yeah, right I now, mean, bro, it's very yeah, attractive. I'm lie.
2: It's a couple sizes too small, maybe three. I don't know. Yeah, he those, told me. Yeah, it almost looks defined, like a workout I mean, shirt
0: from Rocky yeah, pretty, Three, if you know what I'm talking about. Much.
2: I, I don't want to move too much to the left or too much to the right because I'm afraid I might just tear it. So, yeah, so it's it's very going to snag the James. nipple
0: piercings as well.
2: Just let <laughs> <laughs> He just gave it to me as a Christmas present, so <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> In fucking middle school, actually.
0: <laughs> I traveled back in time. I'm like, hey, you don't know me yet, but wear this. Like, who the fuck was that guy? I don't know. I like his style, though.
2: St- still kept it to this day. No, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I uh, I like the book, man. I, I like anything that's, like, coming in a story. And, yeah, uh, i yeah, remember me too. this movie was it was like uh, again this, those fucking TNT movies or whatever. I I remember it being on TV. Was it
0: Was it one of those ones that was on all the time?
2: Yeah, yeah, dude, I remember seeing it like on TV a lot and um cuz I remember they would the very few curse words that there are in the movie they would like fucking censor them. I'm like, "Really? It's not even that much."
0: It's funny. Like the original one is PG and then when it got the complete they had to like redo the rating again and they, it got PG-13. Oh so damn, it makes make like, oh, sense it makes more sense I mean just yeah you know
2: but yeah i I've never seen this version before it's my my first time and so yeah, it was quite quite the experience uh if I do say so myself but um james what did you, what did you think of this version of uh the outsiders the complete novel?
0: I thought it was okay. I mean, after watching one from the heart, I mean, you could have probably shown me just a fucking cartoon at this point. I'd be like, pretty solid. Um, <laughs> low bar to hit there. Yeah, yeah pretty low was, bar. Like his last movie was fucking outrageously. I wouldn't even say. Once again, not bad. It's just it's different, right? His last yeah. one. So mm-hmm. now that we yeah. now that we're understanding him as a director, um, <laughs> it's kind of nice to see him. Like, I I mean, from what I've heard too, this wasn't like the biggest success, but he actually it did make a profit. Yeah. So, it's kind of nice to see, because after, man, he's just, that's the problem with Kobold. He just doesn't make any money, man, outside yeah. his Godfather movies, and it's like, shit. And, um, um, I think, <laughs> I, I don't, here's the thing, it's been so long since I've seen the last, like, the versional version, mm-hmm. I just can't, so, uh, you know, just looking at the complete novel version, I, I still enjoy the story for the most part. A lot of it, I did not remember, especially with, yeah. like, Johnny. I thought he died during a fight for some fucking reason. I was like, wait, exactly. what the fuck is this shit? And then I was like, oh, he dies during the fucking uh, fire. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. And I was like, "Yeah, huh, weird. I like the, I like, uh, they generally, I think people, the they have generally really good chemistry together. You know, I actually like C. Thomas Howell. I don't think okay. I've seen him in a lot of things. But the standout for me was Matt Dillon, to tell you the truth, so.
2: Apparently, C. Thomas Howell was in a few episodes of your ultimate favorite show, The Walking Dead. I wouldn't know. I, wouldn't, yeah. know. <laughs> <He only laughs> I wouldn't know. He small things, things there. He never uh, made okay. it as big as the it. others.
0: He sounds like yeah. I, I just seeing this name, I was like, this sounds really familiar for some reason. If you saw, I didn't even realize now, you'd that you'd was Diane yourself. Lane until I looked yeah. it up afterwards. By the way, yeah, I was like, holy was shit,
2: Martha. Martha. Yeah.
0: So then you know, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I'll. All star cast, man. I can't believe Ralph Macchio was twenty in this fucking movie. I know, man,
2: bro. I that's I, fucking I'm crazy. Sure, he wasn't older in *Bill*, because I'm pretty sure he was like close to thirty in *The Karate Kid*.
1: He was close to 30 in Karate Kid 2,
2: I think. Yeah, not the yeah. first one. I think he was, yeah, in, his first first. He was in his 20s. Yeah, yeah, he had to show his idea like, bunch of Tired. He was still like the oldest fucking actor on the set. So That's so weird. Which, no, was,
1: which has been part of the feedback like with his chemistry with the rest of them, where we kind of mentioned at the top <laughs> that they were goofing around a lot with a lot of pr- pranks. Macho didn't uh, do that, not only because he was taking it very seriously. He was a bit more mature
2: than them. So yeah, he that really makes was sense now, that, actually. You know,
1: Everybody's all yeah. playing jokes. He's like, goddamn yeah. kids. I'm like, yeah, dude, you look at twelve, bro.
2: And he's supposed to be playing like a young kid. He's right? supposed
0: to be like 14, 16 or something like that, right? I was yeah, like, shit, yeah. he's supposed to be
1: younger than all. Sure. I think he's. Isn't he supposed to be like? No, he's maybe? older no, than Pony no. Boy. Pony Boy yeah, is the youngest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's fourteen. But no, I was saying
0: Matt Dillon though, as Dal, was uh, kind of the standout for me. I was like, shit. Yeah. He acts really well in this one. I'm like, fuck, I didn't realize that. Everyone else really has like pretty small roles though. Like we don't get enough of Tom Cruise to really know him. Really like SFS has like a, a scene yeah, or two nice. yeah Patrick Swayze is always awesome everything you see him in but he yeah. he's even in the book I remember uh Daryl is not in this as much either so yeah yeah
2: well what about uh Unabil what, what did you think of this version of the outsiders
1: yeah it's the same I, I remember bits and pieces of, of the original one I had seen it so long ago and I feel like I confuse a lot of it with the book of what I actually remember, because I know mm-hmm. it didn't 100% line up with all the character, but. Um, Shit, I barely remember
2: the book. I know.
1: But I do, I did, I did enjoy it. I mean, there's a. From a technical standpoint, there's a lot of things I don't like, not because maybe it wasn't well done, in the sense of more of who the director is and what he's coming mm-hmm. off of. I didn't, I, I there's some the critiques that I have on some of the stuff that Coppola did in the film. The plot is is a solid plot especially based off of what the bold, book brother. was and everything yeah like the, the film was the story was good the acting was was decent for what it was a bunch of young kids um they all seemed to genuinely have fun with each other on set um and you can see that in the film um i think i think that so there was really good chemistry there but I, there are some just like I mean, we're talking about Francis Ford Coppola here, so I have I have more directorial uh, critiques, if anything, over, <laughs> yeah, on this film than than I do on the actual plot or the story itself. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy, I do like that. Um, this film was a bit longer; it really fleshed out some of the scenes that um, I remember just not not getting a lot of detail or context on certain things, or even like that opening scene where they're watching a pointy boy walking down, you know, the alleys going to going to his mm-hmm. neighborhood. Like I like kind of seeing that and seeing those kids, the socias like tracking him and how that went along. I think that scene was a little longer, so um, those yeah. those little things were nice.
2: Be, uh, before I, I give my thoughts, bonus question for you both: Did you like this version of the Outsiders? Did you guys like?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it was once again. I, I I haven't seen the other one so fucking long that it's right. like,
2: you yeah.
1: know, I think it was an okay oh, film. You, you know, okay. I didn't think it was like. Okay. I didn't think it was around, like but,
0: fantastic, but yeah. once again, it's probably a movie I'd probably watch again in that kind of aspect, because uh, mm-hmm. compared to some of the other Cobalt ones that are kind of yeah. rough, you know what I mean? Like this one, yeah. uh, but once again, I think nostalgia does play a factor in this one, though, for me, because this is, uh, if it's middle school, then, you know, that was a, yeah, d- a nostalgia decent, for a lot decent for time, one. I guess.
1: Because a lot of people still have fond memories of the film, I think I a never lot of had people have that do, kind yeah. of connection to that to the movie, though. So I think I'm a little less. Um, no, I, I feel. You see, that. I,
2: that's where I feel nostalgia worked against me watching this. I thought it was this version. If I'm going to be clear, was okay. I was like, all right, um, yeah. It just it didn't feel like it had like I have, a, like a lot of memories of watching like the original and like shouting out a lot of like the, the lines like we do for Johnny or, you know, calling people. <laughs> Soch it's a Soch or, uh, the scene where Emilio Estevez is fucking, uh, right outside clowning on the socials. Like, take a look at their pants. Yeah. Yeah. That's a,
0: that's a classic um, one.
2: My brother and I used to joke around with that line too. And I, I saw it with him too. And we were both kind of like wondering, cause we'd watch the movie a lot as kids too. And we we're like wondering what something was off about this movie. But um, I I didn't mind the acting. I think that the acting was was okay. Some of the lines were a little cheesy and and could have been done a little bit better. And you could see with like the inexperience, like s- some of the lines that Pointy Boy Curtis said, like sometimes he was on, sometimes he was off. Um, I I, I yeah. agree. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ralph Macchio. I, I I mean I have a soft spot for him, so I, I liked him. You know, even even if some of his lines were a little meh. Um, I I that, think they
0: they lift a lot of that dialogue from the book though too, and it just yeah. it just doesn't translate as well. On yeah, screen. It,
2: I feel like some of them had issues with that type of. Yeah. Well, you, I, know, you, you can kind of tell my uh, my
1: wife had yeah. me to mention about the accents, like know what we didn't know what. I mean, this is supposed to be Oklahoma, right? Like some of them sound like they're from New York. Some of them started from they were. From Minnesota, <laughs> like they were. Yeah. Old,
2: yeah, I was mentions. like, I don't know
0: where the fuck these guys are from, but I was like, okay. So,
2: some of them did like mention it, like like uh, Dallas mentioned, you know, you know, he thought he would he go away from a rap yeah. New York, so he so he had an excuse, and I'm like, All right, well, way to go, Matt Dillon. He was <laughs> the standout. Matt Dillon was a standout for me. I, I fucking liked him in every scene.
0: You can tell a
2: piece of shit oh, so God. well, and then. When he started mentioning about working for Rice Aroni, oh wait, shit, sorry, I'm, I'm mixing movies. That's there's something about Mary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I always see him in that fucking role, Jesus. No matter what movie I see him in. And then uh, Patrick Swayze, of course, the fucking legend. He's you know, I was like, man, very did Patrick used, Swayze always look
0: good, Fuck, dude. Man, when
2: he was tucking in his shirt, getting ready to go fucking box, I was, sleeve like, up, I was like, what? dude, I was I like, oh my god, more, bro?
0: Marco was like, I don't think he's wearing underwear.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like honestly man do you know what fuck man that's jeans against that's jeans against skin baby <laughs> damn that's a, that's a damn that's a rough life I was like where's that line go hmm? Jesus. let me see damn are are iron your jeans you're like oh, fuck you're all sweating you're like fuck i'll, I'll smell them too after you wear them uh, Emilio Estevez, I I like him in damn near everything I see him in. Obviously, dude, he's he pretty good it. in this one though. He was. It's like the kind he, of he loose cannon, great. kind of like a loose cannon. That's kind of like what his role. He was sort of typecasted as that during the eighties. Really? So like, there's a scene where it is funny? By the
0: way, he uh, Coppola worked with his, his dad. You know. So. Y-
2: yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Kind of like so that's gonna cool that. because
1: he remembered him from Apocalypse Now. Because he has really? like, a little extra, and then he's remembered him. He's like, "Oh, just nice. That's cool. That's awesome. Makes, man. That actually makes sense." Now you think about it, like, okay,
2: T- Tom Cruise definitely into his character, like in every movie. Um, he does that flip, and I'm like, "I wonder how Which, many times." He this did is that. one
1: of the uh, I read about so much because because all these guys are so young, you know, and obviously every a lot of them became big stars. But like Tom Cruise, yeah, um, this is one of his few um, non-leading roles. In fact, like after this film. He, I think he goes on to do Risky Business, if I'm not mistaken, and he's basically mm. in a leading role all the way through, Like I think it's like Magnolia or something in, in the late 90s. So this is... Wow, a, he's one got, of got a pretty roles. big
0: role in that one still. I, I, yeah. you, you're thinking like Tropic Thunder, probably. Maybe.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's probably the only time he's... I mean, does he He doesn't
2: cameo in shit, so...
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, one of the few times that he's not a, a leading man in his career.
2: Except Austin Powers, he cameoed there. Oh, yeah, Fuck. Did he? Damn touche. fuck! I forgot about that. I don't know. I almost forgot about it too. And I was started to think, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I, I thought he did."
0: Awesome powers, but. three. I want to say, yeah. When it was already left to shit by then. Yeah.
2: God, it's bad. Sorry, but you no, know, it's fine. But yeah, aside from you know the you know Ralph Macchio and and C. Thomas Howell crappy lines, everyone else I think did great with their lines with their with their with their dialogue. I thought that was good. The plot, you know, it's fucking simple. You know, it's it's almost. Well that's been copied before, you know, two rival gangs and you know, they just misunderstand each other and they even talk about that. Like Pony Boy has that uh one on one with that social and they talk about like, man, we're just two dudes, you know, who claim one side or another, but really two bros, man. Two bros if it weren't for that, I think we'd actually be pretty cool with each other. And then same with Sherry, like he's talking to her and she's talking to him, and she's like, Hey, if I don't talk to you at school, you know nothing personal but it's like dude really it's like you're you're letting like a social construct really separate i like his line he's like can
0: you see the sunset from the south side she's like yeah he's like so can you in the north and i was like
2: damn right here god that was actually i really like that to kind of show like really there's no difference there's no difference yeah they shouldn't be treating each other you know so differently and stuff but you know i like i liked that social commentary a lot i agree you know it's, it's always always at odds and stuff and there's always one on either side that wants to like try to meet in the middle, but it never happens. Uh, cinematography, you know, it's nothing to write home about. I think there are some good shots. James just mentioned that, that scene when they exchange those lines, I think that that was painted very well. Um, that's, that's one of the standoff shots. The fight scene, the brawl fight was, was pretty good. I thought, you know, it's nothing to write home about, but for what it was, I think it worked. Um, Soundtrack is where you lost me, man. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) For this
0: one, at least. For this version. For this one, yeah.
2: In some some scenes, it worked. Like, you know, walking, the the walking scenes and talking, you know, hearing that music in the background. It shows with the times. But during the fight scenes or the really dramatic scenes, I felt like it was just kind of off. That's just me. But um, what what was there anything that didn't work for you guys? I know we talked about like what worked and what didn't work. N- Nabil, was there anything that stood out for you that that didn't work for you? I know you wanted to talk about a few things that yeah, you know, irked you.
1: One of the things that really did irk me was kind of the sim- cinematography. There were some scenes that were technically well done. You know, like I liked, I did like the scene where they were both um, Pointy Boy and uh, rough Machio's character uh, Johnny were. Staring out into the sunset and they're having a the, the very touching moment together about just kind of enjoying, you know, the scenery and something they've never seen before. He's like, yeah, he's, yeah, this, yeah, yeah sucks, there's, there's a lot of vibes there, but you know, it's yeah. the 80s, they're innocent kids and it's an older book, but big whatever. Big kiss, little kiss, yeah. big little kiss. <laughs> not
2: know each other, man, they're trying yeah. to get, know who they are. Bro, so, I've I mean, dyed
0: my hair several times with another stranger and I'm like, bro, like, I don't know what you want to do, I bro. I just, I
2: like that he dyed
1: <laughs> his hair, but he didn't have to dye his see own. I see <laughs> a hair
2: dyeing kit right behind James right now. All right.
0: I remember yeah. that part like vividly from the book. I remember as a kid, I learned about peroxide being able to—that's how you can bleach your hair. Bleach I was your like, hair oh man. shit! So I learned yeah. it from this book. I liked. I liked that kind setting, though.
1: But you know, when they were out in the country, basically, um, those shots were good. But yeah, even the, some of the fighting scenes, like the the big scene um, when they were doing the the street fight, um, was was well done. I think he was trying to capture like the chaos. I yeah, I don't know if it was because of how many takes it was. You can tell a lot of things were kind of cut together to try to get whatever he was trying but like you said James trying to capture that chaos. I don't think it's the best done that he's he's probably done in some other films, but um, I thought it was you know, it was entertaining to see, especially with all, you know, with the rain and everything and being at night. I'm sure it wasn't mm-hmm. easy to uh, to put that together. Um, but then we get into some scenes where he's doing like th- the kids are talking and there's like these intense close-ups, like zoomed in, I'm like, why are we so close? Like, it's not an intimate scene, especially when there's yeah. like, I think there's a scene where uh, it's it's Daryl and and um, and Pony Boy talking talking, and suddenly there's like a zoom in on just Pony Boy's face, or uh, not Pony Boy, but Soda Pop's face in the kind of corner, and it's just very much in there for no reason. Like, I've seen a few scenes in the film where there's just a lot of zoomed close-up shops and like why are we doing a close-up here it seemed kind of weird for for Coppola to do like yeah. zoom- and in any of his other films when he's doing a close-up there's like purpose and I didn't I felt like some of that was kind of weird some of the um cutaways he was doing towards like they did the, the I know it was referencing like uh, a true event of the uh car getting hit over ran over by a train in Boston but he kind of just did a quick cutaway to that and I thought that was just like out of nowhere you know it didn't really give context if you read the book it would make mm-hmm. more sense but the way he just threw it into the scene and then it's just kind of getting away like there was those kind of weird transitions that he would do and i i don't know i i didn't i wasn't feeling a lot of the technical aspects of what he was doing with the movie to yeah, what some of the close-ups
2: were, were kind of off as others i think Nabil was just kind of to show like you know the the closeness of the relationships how close they were but you
1: know. yeah there,
0: there's a oh, there's yeah. a shot they use after they uh kill or after johnny kills bob mm-hmm. like they do a close-up and then it's like um overlapped with like bob's body in the back and i think that's actually pretty well that done pretty good yeah. and then like you see you get it because like the close-up is like a, the fear in his face and the uncertainty and it's like fuck we gotta get out of here you know so i think that's pretty well done but i, I agree there's some there's some choices but i mean also budget's not as big as the other ones his other movies yeah. too so i kind of took that in effect and okay. you know and they yeah, shot it
2: to at this point as we know right, so.
0: as we know he's like fuck man every dollar he spends is like we gotta fucking roll this shit yeah. up yeah well what, but, what about um, you james
2: anything that didn't work for you or kind of stood um, out that-
0: some of the soundtrack yeah i'll admit does not work um in this version of it, because they do add back in a lot, because his, his dad did the soundtrack for the original one. Um, I like the. Um, uh, what's the opening song? The Golden Boy one or something with um, Stevie Wonder. Got to sing that. Yeah, that isn't actually, that a, that's actually isn't a pretty that nice song? song? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. So, the, I mean, he's still pulling Stevie Wonder. Fuck, man. Yeah, so, I that was cool. Um, it worked. Everything for the. Like I said, like, I agree with you guys just to not keep repeating some of the acting is a little some of the lines are a little like ooh, you know that could have been played off a little better um and then like even character like diane lane's character i think is even in the book i think she kind of comes off as kind of a bitch man like where she just kind of like you know i mean no offense to it I i think
1: that's the intent though yeah but even
0: then it's like she
1: doesn't she
0: doesn't play like a big role, but when she does, it's like fuck, man, it's kind of shady. So
2: yeah, but yeah, but at the same time, like everyone, she, she, they were fucking with her, you know. Like she, you know, was just sort of just being a. They were I being guess. an asshole to her. She's being an asshole back. She, has, guy, a, and she
1: like, has a cold heart, but, but when she
2: comes back and she's like, Bob was a when, great guy. And when, i was like, well, Bob when, almost oh, murdered someone. So. Yeah, that see that kind of taints like, her oh. character because it's like, wait a minute, that guy was treating you like shit, and then also where she does come off kind of like it a fucking kind. piece of shit is when she's like, yeah, I'm not going to talk to you at school. Yeah. Uh, so people told things, me hey. that
0: before though. That's fine. It's not a big deal.
2: <laughs> oh, James. I didn't mean to, James. Uh, I mean,
0: Jesus. I mean, some people show dressed like the matrix. Some people don't, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> For me, dude, really it was the music. Sometimes it, it matched the scene. Like, uh, other times i'm like why are you playing fucking surfer music right now dude some serious shit's happening i think it ruined the scene i think it ruined a lot of the fucking movie or, or at least this version of the movie for me I was, I was telling these guys earlier that i googled some of the scenes like they're with the original score and i'm like this was so much better what the fuck like it added like the that's intensity. funny though because a lot of uh, a lot of
0: critics hate the original score for this movie
2: really no, yeah i don't know that's man. why he, that's I, why
0: I, he went I, in into He he's he's never liked the um Original score. He he couldn't tell his dad at the time that he didn't want him to do it. Oh. <laughs> so that's why he um he kept it that way originally. But now really? that his dad has passed, he he went back. I really back want what these guys are smoking. This is this is man. how he want wanted it more or less. Kind of like so.
2: Like I understand using music of the era and stuff, but I mean yeah. there was. I I'm pretty sure I could have found some other songs of the era that were a lot more like closer. Well, you got to I remember when he
0: redid this too. He's probably on theme. limited
2: budget. He probably too, had to though. get new rights. Yeah, and that's yeah. why Although there's a lot of Elvis, some songs. Elvis songs.
0: I'm like, Shit, well, that's man. probably what catalog hey, the, he has
1: access to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: well, that, that was good. I, like I said, some songs were used at appropriate scenes. The Elvis ones time, all seem like, like they worked. Yeah. It's like, dude, am I supposed to be dancing right now, or worried that these guys are fucking fighting? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? It's the outsiders. Who knows. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I didn't know this was fucking. They don't less follow necessary. norms, Marco. Yeah, they're different.
0: They're the Greases. Sorry, they're from Oklahoma <laughs> though, so I don't know how to do that accent.
2: <laughs> well, how does this compare to some of the other couple of films we've seen so far, Nabil? Uh, like, uh, do you think? <laughs> I mean. Do you really I, well, think Coppola's grown as a filmmaker here, or like, do you think it's a step back? Do you think he's just started coasting it? What do you think? I can, you know,
1: after James had mentioned the budget, I think you can really tell that when he does work on a constrained budget, he doesn't get to have, the, or he, I don't know if it's maybe his shots are more expensive, I'm not sure, but it doesn't seem like he gets to have that kind of creative freedom as a director that we're used to seeing in all his other films. So, and this from this standpoint, like even from one from the heart, like, you know, I liked the film work that he did there the camera work, the shots, the, what, you know, what notes yeah. he's doing. Like, I that's what I liked about the film. Um, but it was notoriously over budget and- exactly. So, you know, I think that that's that's where we're, and, and I mean, Apocalypse Now, over budget, you know godfather too over budget but you know some of those had a good return some of them didn't. um so i think that as a director yeah. he probably you know he, he probably works best with just that creative freedom but he maybe just needs a better producer to hold him reign him in a little bit make sure he doesn't spend too much um because i think this film was a bit of a step back from from his creative creativity you know what he what yeah. uh, what i've seen so far from him i feel like it isn't his strongest work as a director
2: a lot of those great creative directors need a producer to reel them back on their budget, but uh, that's another story. Uh, what about you, James? Um, how, how do you think this compares to the other films that we've done from Coppola's library? I'd, see, know?
0: I don't agree with Nabil, actually. I think—this is this is my speculation well, since we're becoming— um, <laughs> experts of this, I feel like because, like, he this is one of his few movies that, like, he does not go over budget, he did not, uh, he only filmed, took two months to film it, which is insane for Francis Coppola, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's a step in the right direction, if anything. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like one for one for them, one for you kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like a safe movie, right? And I, I I generally get a feeling that he, that he probably had fun filming this movie. Because right after this, he, the next movie we were doing, Rumblefish, he shot, like, with a lot of the same cast here, and like right after this movie, because he was like "fuck it," which is based on another Hinton book too, by the way. So that's just like right. yep. he got into this mode of like "fuck it," and
2: you're just trying to pay his debts at this point, <laughs> basically. basically is. George is like, "Sorry, George. Yeah. sorry, I'm not, I'm not gonna watch your barn. Yoda motion. died, no. by the
0: way. So Jeez. I don't know. I, I I I don't think. Yes, I think he uses some some of the shots, the close-up shots, remind me of one from the Heart, by the way. Those overlapping ones too. Yeah. I was like, okay. He obviously didn't get too crazy with this one. So that's why I'm just trying to say like, it, it feels like it's a safe a safe bet on him. Like, okay, I can base it on this novel that was popular, really popular at the time. And for me, in a way, I, it, I agree with Nabil. He didn't grow as one. I didn't think he took a step back, though. So that's all.
2: Well, I'm going to be the soda pop here and kind of meet you two in the middle. After right. um, you spoon I, I me in bed, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna spoon you in bed and tell you it's gonna be all right, and then Big I'll kiss, stare you right in the eyes, just stare you right in the eyes and tell you I'm gonna marry some chick, <laughs> <laughs> while your nose is like a millimeter away from mine. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that it was, it was a purposeful step back because he wanted, he didn't want to take on those long stressful projects. He wanted just one and done them, similar to what James is doing, but. <laughs> Still add his like flair to it. I mean, he's in serious debt right now. He fucking mortgaged his fucking vineyard and shit for this. He lost his movie studio, as we learned from our previous podcast. So at this point, like he's just like James is saying, just trying to get make these these movies and and turn them into profits. Like so, you know, obviously to not only save his name but also you know get out of fucking debt because you know we all know George is in in you know a lot of money, but he's not letting his Friend Frank borrowing cash, I'm like no, I'm sorry, I better make Return of the Jedi. So, not gonna. Happen.
1: Sorry, George. Um, Yoda costs a lot of money.
2: That's you know the it's goddamn job at hut you know. It's it's Jim Henson, we have Jim yeah. Henson on here. So, so I think that it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not as as jaw dropping as some of his other movies, but it makes sense as to why. Um, you know, it's. It, I agree. It's, you know he doesn't want to take those. Isn't that weird that we know all this right shit now, now?
0: By the way, this is weird, right? Yeah, we.
2: Have <laughs> <we just, laughs> yeah, anybody work. else fucking like? We could actually be like,
0: well, actually, the reason why is because uh, <laughs> financial. <laughs> someone <laughs> like what the fuck? I just said I didn't like the movie.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, everyone I mean, else just, like fuck just, this.
0: Just want to just want to let you know. I just you know in case you want to know why. I, just, I, I know can th- tell the you.
2: listeners right now. They're 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 smashing that fifteen second fast forward button right now. They're just like, yeah. They're oh, like click
0: click. Okay, still talking about this bullshit. Where's prey?
2: So, uh, would you? I, I'm assuming we'd recommend. Well, would you guys recommend this version of the film?
0: Yeah, I think this is like the one that's easily available now. I don't think the other ones. Just like every time they release like a director's cut, I don't think it's super easy to.
2: Although I think the iTunes one it has no, both you, copies you, on it. I think it does. Yeah, you, I mean you can buy it on the Voodoo too. The, yeah, they have other yeah, yeah, copies. On I it. saw, but you know,
0: uh, I, although that one did not get a 4K restoration, so this does look the best though. So it does. I would still yeah. say take a look at it. Then, if you really are interested, see what the differences are. What about you, Bill?
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: if anything, for nostalgia's sake, this is going to be the one that's closest to the book, anyway. So, a lot of people that have read the book is going to um, connect more to this one if they actually watch it. As far as a lot of the the scenes that happen um, comparatively, so yeah, I would. I mean, mm. why not watch the uh, the full version of it?
2: I'm I'm more indifferent. I mean, if you're satisfied with just how the original was, fine. I mean, if you're curious, if you want to be a completionist, go for it. But you don't really have to. Because
0: like, I got a VHS copy of the original Let me
2: Pretty much, man. Marco still
0: watches the original theatrical design, release of the Star oh,
1: Wars film. Beta, baby. So, you know, he's Marco's like, like, let me blow this,
0: let me blow this bitch real quick. I don't need <laughs> those special editions. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: It's good to go, baby. Uh, I bought it from the fucking Mexican video store. It's like they got it right <laughs> here, baby. You seen Spanish, but you got the fucking uh, subtitle, man. It's good. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts, guys, or that's pretty much it? We can go into what we rate this movie. No, nah, yeah, guess. Yeah, you know okay. ratings, yeah, yeah. Uh, James, what do you rate this version of the movie?
0: Um, that's probably high, but I give it three and a half.
2: Okay, all right, not bad.
1: What about you, Nabil? I gave it three stars.
2: Man, I'm gonna give this in two and a half, man. I mean, I would still probably watch it again, but it it would be rough with that fucking music, dude. Truthfully. I I would watch it just for the fucking 4K restoration. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all she wrote, baby. Yeah. yeah, All
2: right, let's uh
0: move on now, guys, to our review of Prey. Why do you want to hunt? because you all think that I can't
2: I saw a sign in the sky I'm ready
0: my <laughs> nita
1: currently sitting at a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes this is set in the comanche nation 300 years ago prey is the story of a young woman naru a fierce and highly skilled warrior she has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who home who roam the great plains so when danger threatens her camp she sets out to protect her people the prey she stalks and ultimately confronts turns out to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technically advanced arsenal Resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown between the two adversaries. This is directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who um, also directed 10 in Cloverfield Lane back in 2016, and has been written by Patrick Ason, who did 2015's Wayward Pines and 2018's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan film. This, is, of course, is based on the characters by Jim and John Thomas. Um, the film was released uh, on Hulu on August 5th. And we'll go through starring, but I apologize in advance <laughs> for the butchering of these names as I go through them. Um, so it's starring Amber Midthunder as Naru, Dakota Beavers as Tab Bay, Dane DeLiegro as The Predator, Stormy Kip as Wasapi, Michelle Thrush as Aruka, Julian Black Antelope as Chief Kehetu, Stephanie Mathias as Sumu, the chief's wife, Bennett Taylor as Raphael, Mike Patterson as Big Beard, and Nelson Lees as Waxed Mustache. So, Marco, let's start with you. What did you think about this film?
2: What did I think of Prey? What to say of this movie? I fucking loved it, dude. Honestly, uh, I mean, was part of that me going in with very low fucking expectations because of the Predator? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a film not. I did lie. not watch. I, will, I yeah. You, you don't saved have to. yourself. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Don't ever. Do you that. don't need to watch most of these movies. You're you're giving us ideas for a punishment <laughs> film, the Bill. If it ever gets to that, so um, don't. Yeah, I pretend that movie doesn't exist, and then Hulu reminds me that it does, and I'm like, please don't do that anymore. And yeah, I, I, I fucking loved it, dude. I think that it, it did a great job at uh, paying homage to the roots and, and to the lore at, while at the same time being its own and being able to stand on its own, which is an issue that this franchise has had ever since, in my opinion, Predators, which was the Robert Rodriguez produced one. But uh, I I enjoyed it, dude. I was, I was just glued to the... You know, to the screen watching this, it looked fucking gorgeous in in 4K. So, just a a great movie that just captivates your attention.
1: Well, the bigger question is Uh, then, since it sounds like you're giving a lot of praise to this film, did you watch this in the Comanche version where... I think this is... And and correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first film that's got full subtitles in Comanche.
2: I heard that, but I did not even though i watched the movie twice uh so oh well, my, my niece wanted to watch sure. it and she missed the first viewing so watched with her she li- she likes predator too so um so yeah that's one of the reasons i watched it twice and i was down to see it twice yeah. also cuz i didn't want to forget about the movie not that it's forgettable but just
1: F- in case away. no it's yeah obviously <laughs> came out a little bit of time
2: fucking enjoyed it okay. dude oh, yeah. i i think that for once, me and uh, Rod Tomatoes agree. What about, what about
1: you, James? What was your thoughts on this film overall?
0: I wish I had the enthusiasm as Marco, <laughs> but it didn't work for me for this one. I was not. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it was with this one, man. It took me so long. I just finished this yesterday. Like it took me that long. It t- I tried.
1: Yeah.
0: I tried six different times to watch this movie. And I just kept falling asleep every fucking time, guys. <laughs> I was like, fucking Christ. I'm like, I woke up. I'm like, I, I must have missed 35 minutes of this because where the fuck is she now? <laughs> tried watching it on my phone. Tried watching it on my iPad. Tried watching it on the TV. Watched it in my fucking Tesla while I charged. And I fucking bought a ticket I saw it in the theaters. You know what? Doesn't even remember watching it? I, I fucking hacked it. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> in theaters. I was like, run this bitch. They're like, what? I said, run it. Went to Edwards. He was like, put the shit on right now. I thought it was Okay. But, for me, it's just I don't know the the predator franchises no offense to people that love the predator franchise. It's such a low fucking bar man. I like the first one uh it has but that's mostly due to nostalgia. I know it's corny as shit and you know it's a, it's from the era of macho men kind of fucking movies and it's mm, it's a
1: how I live my you know life.
0: it's a yeah, I mean fuck, Nabil's not wearing a shirt again. <laughs> I could tell. Uh, it's almost memeable at this point. Um I don't like the sequels. The only one I think even got close to it was the 2010 movie.
1: Agreed.
0: But with the rewatch of that one, I don't think it actually holds up that well anymore, truth be told, pacing wise. But um this one, there there's there's parts of it that are cool, you know, don't get me wrong. Like but they're all like near the end for me. What the two parts I liked. And it's like an hour and ten minutes in, and it's like it's only an hour and a half movie, so it's like fuck. I don't think I've ever waited the day before. I've gotten close, but never the day before. This is the first time, guys. So I apologize. It took 131 episodes, but (laughs) Prey was the one that fucking broke me, apparently.
1: Interestingly enough. (laughs) Uh, Well, just just to add on a little on my end, too. I thought the film was fine. Uh, I thought it was a... It's definitely a slow burn kind of movie. It's You're out in the, the field, being hunted. A lot of it ramps up near the end. Um, so it a bit slow I found a lot of the scenes interesting just being out in nature and then um, Nauru and the Comanche tribe essentially just hunting out over there, um, dealing with the day to day. I think that that was all very well done and true to form. And that was that in itself was interesting from a, like even a historical standpoint of just being a part of the day in life, um, being set back into that time. So all that was interesting. Even the the bit of a, a twist of the French coming in was was very cool to see because I was like, wait, that seems like <laughs> I, I was expecting them to be English for a second. I was like, that doesn't seem right, and then realized, oh no, okay, the French are there. <laughs> okay, so that you know, that's that, those little things yeah, were cool. Those aren't, those aren't fur
0: trappers, exactly.
1: fuck. <laughs> so I thought that that was uh, all the little nice notes that they were adding in to really make sure you knew what the setting was. Predator part of it was, I mean, he's a predator like in any of the other films. I think he was. It was a. Uh, a fine version of it in here, um, and there's some of the aspects were a bit creative on the kills, which I liked. But nothing more than you would expect from like the first film, or like we talked about, even like Predators in 2010. Um, some of those uh, exciting, unique kills—they they didn't go too much into it with this one. They were just a bit more creative because of the time frame and the tools that were available. So that's so there's that. Um, <clears throat> so. Talked about the story quite a bit, just as a whole, but there are some newcomer uh, stars here. James Friendly, you did not really recall the name of the actress, uh, or what her character was. but I, I could have sworn I wrote it wrong for a second. I was like, yo, I might have wrote that wrong. I swear to God. That's why I was like, did I fuck that up? What did you think, though, about the lead, Amber um, or Nauru? Um, and, you know, just the acting in the film.
0: She's cool, though. Yeah. Um, she's from Legion. I talked to Mark about this. Yeah. She's... Mm-hmm. Um, She's uh, it's glad I'm I'm happy to see her in like a like a big role which is cool even though it's stuck on Hulu but I mean she was fine I li- I liked
1: her was, I mean she was kind of carrying I mean it was really her so she was carrying most of this movie
0: Yeah like for the most part you don't really I mean you, her brother right? right obviously you see him but um I liked her I liked her um her her overall arc of like not you know having to have to like prove herself you know and because the predator like underestimates her, I think that was a interesting aspect of it. Like he doesn't see her as a threat and that's why she has the advantage, which I, I thought was smart. I like that a lot. And plus she's really cool. That dog, by the way,
1: she, that dog is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: that dog is fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. I was like, please don't die.
1: What about you, Marco? Any thoughts on, um, Nauru or even, um, any of the other characters? I'm just, you know, acting and how that was portrayed in this film. To this movie,
2: I absolutely loved Amber Midhunt, Midhunter. I think she was fucking great. Like James said, she's from Legion. She's great in that too. So yeah. that's actually where I began to really like start to like her as an actor. And I think she did great. She fucking carried the film. I think she did an excellent job as the fucking lead. She uh, has excellent fucking acting chops. The I you know I, I don't know the Comanche language, but when she spoke it, she sounded like you know she was you know actually like native in that language so i thought that was pretty fucking awesome in fact every single one of the actors did so i think they all did great dude um i i love movies that focus on native americans they are you know in fact the native fucking americans and i like seeing them fucking be badass and shit because you know for long periods of time they've been seen with the stigma that they were fucking savages but they were fucking very actually sociable human beings so um i like that i like the um the relationships that it showed I like that uh, you know her and her brother were were pretty close and you know even though he thought that she couldn't really be like a good hunter or anything he would still push her and still like in a way sort of you know supported her even told her at one point that when they are going on a hunt to to hunt a fucking mountain lion like her methods her her tactics worked and he let lets her know eventually like hey your shit worked and I I like that they included that but bat Amber Midhunter she. Again, fucking phenomenal. Um, her chemistry with the dog, I I agree with James there. I think was just fucking great, and the dog itself as a character, I think was just fucking adorable and a great addition to uh, to the movie. It, it's cool because like
0: the dog is like uh, they adopted it for the movie and had like no experience doing it.
1: Oh really? So oh, wow. that's
0: cool. yeah, so they they said there was like a lot of takes they had to do sometimes, and then somebody on set uh, actually adopted the dog afterwards and like kept it. Oh, that's so. cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's that's a nice little story.
2: But yeah, um, I don't think there was a, a line wasted or a scene really wasted on on the characters. Nothing seemed fucking cheesy to me at all. Fucking uh it worked for me, man. So
1: what about the um the kind of the plot overall? Did you feel being it's a predator film, you know, there's been a, a hodgepodge of different versions of it where it's been pure horror um, to like the action horror, the kind of the campy comedy action horror kind of thing, where they go a little gory, but it's also kind of funny, haha. Uh-huh. Um, and then to the to more action thriller, like what what would you really feel like? Class, this film fits into the history of the Predator, James. Like, do you think that this does it serve? I mean, it's not the strongest franchise, but does it do its service um, in line of being a Predator film, of being one of the you know, like a horror film, I know it's got a really high review from critically, but do you feel that it really holds true to what uh, Predator is?
0: I, I, to me, at least, this was not horror, this wasn't scary at all. Like, this is, um, I don't, I don't, I, I guess the first one's maybe more horror, all of them after that are just, I mean, the second one's got some pretty vicious shit, yeah. too. People get skimmed more of
1: the 80s area,
0: yeah. Um, it's almost like a thriller to me, at least that's how I looked at I it, um, with the mix of action, especially, like, the last two scenes are, like, really action-packed, it's pretty intense, where they, uh, the Predator gets to kind of flex and show off his skills, you know, if that makes sense. Um, th- that's kind of how I, I would, uh, at least how I classified it, um, there wasn't anything, like, scary i mean horror wise i guess there's, there's some horrific stuff i guess with the killings and stuff like that but not like a oh this is a jump scare kind of movie kind of thing right. If that makes sense yeah
1: how about you marco do you feel that this kind of sat in with the horror trope or is it more action or thriller or something
2: i, I agree with james it's more like a, a thriller suspense really like they they kill it's it's scary how or horrific how the predator hunts and kills yeah i feel like earlier it was more depicted like a horror because of budget constraints and because it was hard to uh to to use the predator and utilize but now with modern technology like you could have that motherfucker throughout the entire movie (laughs) so it's it's not there's really no need to like have that um that horror aspect to it in order to you know not over inflate the budget or anything, so I, I think I really would say it's just, too, like,
0: because in sorry, just the first okay. one, too. Like, we this is like uh, what, what movie is this? This is a six, six times six predator like, movie, yeah. Technically, yeah,
2: I
1: guess, technically, I guess, yeah.
0: if you add the AVP, maybe the seventh, maybe seventh, actually. Fuck, also, like, we know what a predator looks like now, too. Oh. Back then, like, yeah. you had no idea, and you guys have seen like the original predator concept, right.
2: It's, fucking, yeah, hilarious. So it's, it's fucking hilarious, bro. Looks like a dude. It's like, like
0: a bug, doofus. dude. What <gasps> yeah. the fuck is that thing? Oh. Go <laughs> ahead. So, god, I want them to come back. Like actually that is a real predator. That's what they look like without the armor. Right. Yeah, you know, that's one but, of the different species.
2: <laughs> but but yeah, I feel like it's 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 suspenseful. It's it's thrilling. Like you you get the sense that, you know, they're being hunted and you, you care about at least the main character about not Na- naru so i think that's what adds like to really like i guess the horror aspect if you don't want anything to happen to the main character so um but yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it- it's a good fit for the franchise i mean it's a- it's a good evolution for it in my opinion
1: yeah i don't i feel that this probably would have been just fine even if it wasn't a predator film and they did something else i don't it's not that i don't like it i, I did enjoy the film but even like from a predator franchise standpoint you know obviously your you guys' reference to the last film um, they haven't been very strong and this film really is more of a thriller with the added elements you know with the, some of the kills but uh, from the predator but I feel like I didn't get enough predator you know, in this, in this film and just sense of like being able to see what he's seeing, the him not seeing the predator hunt. It was the opposite. You were seeing Naru kind of track and, you know, mm. there were some aspects of it. Sure. Where, you know, he was, you know, we get to see a little bit of him trying to find things. Sure. But really it was about Naru hunting for the, I mean, and the title of the film I supposed to prey. you know, like she's supposed to be the prey, yeah. but really the predators are prey in this film. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting way to kind of go about it, and I, I think that's fine, but from like a horror standpoint, there would have been more interest to me to see the Predator kind of being in this unknown land and him fall, falling upon finding some of these, you know, the guys where it's... Because it looked like he was looking for the, I mean, the big prey, and so he, he'd level up each time and kill something. He's like, eh, you know, or like the snake he went to, then he went up to um the the bear and you know like the it's it was like a level up each time and didn't, until he found man and started going after them so mm-hmm. that I did you
0: did, so you wanted more of like the predator like i don't i don't think that was a purpose of no, this it one was not, like yeah. the whole point is like you're seeing it from naru's point of view yeah. yeah and it's like hey like you're supposed to be like in her shoes of like yo oh, this is fucking wild like there's like unknown tracks nobody believes her she thinks she sees something you know yeah. And then I, I think, think if I think if you saw more, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think this movie is just a little too short. 10 more minutes would have been fucking great. <laughs> Adding a little Literally, bit more. I don't of think the, you could make it to the original 90. Dude, it is straight up hour 35. I was like, God damn. That's why I'm disappointed in myself. I can just fucking watch this fucking thing.
2: Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, but that was my thing. I think, Nabil, kind of like what yeah. James is saying, I think, I think that is sort of the the point sure. just to focus on Nauru and. It it draws more akin to the first two movies where you barely see the predator too. Well, that's I think it's like the later movies we see it more in the
1: first film, especially of the the original predator. You you get I think you get a good balance of that you know where you are seeing both sides of the predator being hunting the main character and um, the main character also trying to figure out where he is. So there was a lot more of that in that movie. That's that added to that level of or of course like the gory. Kills too and everything, but like that, that added to the level of suspense because you're in the jungle, you can't see each other, you're trying to find each other and figure it out. I didn't, I think that that was trying to show a bit of that in this film, but um, I, I didn't, at least from the Predator's end, I didn't feel as much of that menacingness. And that's, and again, I know it's intentional, I get the purpose of it, and I enjoy that. I just, from a Predator standpoint of this being in the franchise, I would have liked to see a bit more of just that part of, you know, cat and mouse. And it didn't really feel like it was cat and it, mouse.
0: It's kind of funny that you say that, because it's like, technically maybe the reason why you don't think it's threatening, because you see the predator a lot more in this you one. You do. Yeah, maybe you that's can. true. So maybe you don't want to see it more. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, that
1: might be it. Because technically more.
0: yeah, sometimes it's kind of like that Jaws thing, right? Like, Jaws is more scarier when you don't see the shark, right? Until you see him, then you're like, oh, okay. But leading up to that, it's like, fuck, what's going on with this shit? So yeah. maybe it's, maybe it, that's the, why... The
2: movie more or less uses other ways to show how menacing the predator is like i i I don't know about you but i wouldn't try to fight a snake right no fucking way right let alone a fucking wolf right let alone a fucking bear like you see the bear like trouncing around and over like straight up overpowering naru and then in the next scene the predator like takes out like it's nothing so it's supposed to show you its prowess it's supposed to show you like this thing is not something to fuck around with like the, the bear scene was pretty intense. Like, he's like fucking gnawing through the goddamn beaver dam and then like almost gets to her just for this huge thing to come out and just rip it apart from its guts, mm-hmm. you know? So, I think that's kind of how they were trying to show it. So, maybe if they showed a little bit more of that in a bill, like him taking on like bigger, like prey, maybe that would have done it. I don't Speaking know.
1: of scenes, I think that, that you mentioned the wolf scene. That was probably the more memorable scene for me. I think that really captured what I was mm-hmm. kind of looking for from it because of how that fight went down where um it was essentially one-on-one with the wolf and the predator and they were kind of going at it and he was invisible like they they had the cloaking on At first yeah. he didn't then he went all in and then the wolf was still kind of getting at him and it was pretty you know cool to see that fight scene take place where the wolf was actually winning for a bit until essentially the guy fucking right. cheated and got his claws out and snapped him in half but but you didn't know if it really worked out or not like that was genuinely like kind of creepy yeah it was that i enjoyed seeing uh. yeah that was that was pretty cool how they did that from a technical perspective and just seeing how the fight played out where it was really just kind of a raw fight between the two of them um i i thought that that is was something that really kind of captured my attention when it came to when the predator actually showed up um james was there any scene that really stood out for you or uh, worked for you in this film that you can remember
0: I gotta say, the only cheesy thing for me was the when they use a the dialogue from the first movie. I thought that was kind of. I was like, ah, that was my cringe moment. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to do that. You guys were doing so fine. Got
1: a callback, right? Even though I guess the predators, really do
0: yeah, they had man. to. I almost feel like yeah. those were forced. Like they were like, hey, Disney told us we had to put these fucking lines in. I'm like fuck. Okay, here, here yeah. we go.
1: And they can oh, look did. at it and say he did the thing. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, no, basically. the scenes I liked a lot were. Um, I don't think that's. I don't think this is spoiling, right? There's not a lot to spoil. When I'm the spoiling. predator faces off uh, with the Frenchman, I guess you might say. Yeah. Um, I like that scene a lot. That was that, that was, was cool. awesome. I wish there mm-hmm. was more of that. To tell you the truth, it just kind of. I always like even in the shitty Predator films. I like when the Predators show off their technology and they're using yep. their little fucking items and like like when the net goes on the guy and just pushes his fucking head into the. Yeah, I was like, was oh was my cool. god, that dude. Where he's using his shield, he's decapitating dudes, or uh, it's just well done, man. I like that a lot. They use a lot of practical stuff with the suit too, the Predator suit, yep. which is pretty cool. So that part was awesome, and I do like the final uh face off too. Without yeah. that's stuff, but
2: I I agree with James. I like when the Predator is just, just fucking marking fo- folks and just like the the new different ways it shows its kills. I I do wish. I kind of agree with James where I wish it. I don't think they would have showed more, but I wish they would have spread it out more. Kind of like there was progression in each of the other Predator movies where first you'd use one tool, then you use the other one. And you're like, oh shit, what's he going to use next? It would have been cool. It, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, Even in the second they one, I showed think you'd all of them that. at once. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, you should have saved that one. You know, like that's the only thing is it's kind of like a like a deluge of of gadgets that he uses there and I wish they would have spread it out more. But still, don't get I, me wrong I though,
0: like, it works for me for the scene. Like I'm like, dude, yeah. this is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Like pulling out all the tricks and he's hitting this triangle button and shit. You know what I mean? Marco. Yeah. And then he's um <laughs> yeah. you know he's
1: yeah, just pulling shit out. I'm like,
0: dude, this is wild as fuck, man. And I like I said, I, I agree with Nabil. I think it, this movie tech kind of has a slow start. And that and I think for me personally, that's why it took me so long to get through this, because I kept dying on the first 20 I mean, not 30 minutes of fucking happens happens movie. For the first
1: 25 minutes. Like it's it's not that it was bad or anything. It's just very slow.
2: It, it sort of pays homage to the first one where it, it, it is kind of a slow burn to the predator and instead of hunting a fucking animal they're hunting the rebels in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it's a lot cooler <laughs> to see the rebels, you know, I mean fucking shoot back, but I mean it was or What about cool just shooting hella trees? It.
0: Just fucking loads yeah. of ammo <laughs> on trees.
2: Yeah. Bro, I was like, they're cutting mean, them they, trees they, down, maybe They <laughs> had to make do with with the timeline that they're in, so I think yeah. like, you know, they're like, well, the only thing we could do is hunt animals. So, but yeah, it is. It, it does cut have that slow burn effect. Yeah, I, I think we've touched a lot on what
1: we we did and didn't like in the film and the plot overall. So I think we should really just ask, since this is what did we say the seventh of the franchise? Just I don't really count. The, by some, the way, I
2: don't count those AVP movies. I don't know. Do Apparently, I do. those aren't canon.
1: Uh, I, I only, like it's only the fourth films, one then. in my in my mind i I like those films. <laughs> you yeah, like I, those? Don't, I mean I don't those me. i mean you know they're not good but so what would we rank these films as far as i mean I don't think we need like a, a top 5 or anything like that but more just like do you think that this is I don't think yeah, a I know, really a top 5 <laughs> but, but there's only four <laughs> movies in the bill. We just got done saying this. Listen Nabil. Bill. God. There's four no, there's this is Nabil. the fifth one then. This is the first the second Predators and no, the
2: predator. uh, I don't I don't acknowledge the Predator. I'm just letting yeah, you know. Yeah, we right now. Sit real, we 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 walked out during a live stream, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't um, stand, we stand Olivia Munn talking was on it too and she, and she
0: wasn't. She was on the live stream but she was just uh, talking about she? how much she hated the director and I was like, let's get the fuck out <laughs> of here, yeah, man. Right. Remember that? I was like, yo, I, I ain't here for this bullshit.
1: <laughs> how funny.
2: Oh, man.
1: Alright, so yeah, we, we, I mean, um, do you think this is top tier uh, James as far as the franchise is concerned or do you think it kind of sits more in the bottom of the rest of the films?
0: I, I mean, I'll do a top three for you. So like I still love the first one. Once again, it's because it was I mean, when you watch that when you're five and you're not supposed to be watching shit like this, it, it fucking ingrains on you, right? I guess. Plus, I mean, no no strong fucking uh, two male figures just gazing each other's eyes while they slept, right? <laughs> <laughs> sweat just
2: drenching. Just drenching, just I'm fucking just go. muscles. I'm like, I don't know how no, steroids James, were going around on here. James, actually, do you think sweat was missing from this movie?
0: Actually, you know what?
2: <laughs> I don't think she sweated at no, all. For real, a, no, for real. No, hold on, hold on. That's a legit... No one's sweating no. in this
0: movie, actually. Yeah. Actually, no, the Frenchmen, but they're all dirty and shit. Yeah. I didn't... <laughs> you know what I mean? When the dude gets his leg decapitated, I was like, yikes. And then, even then, though, was he, like, sweating? Maybe
1: Not really. just oh, That was his...
0: weird, actually. Yeah, but once again, think... they're in, like, the... I'm assuming they're in... I don't... Sorry, sorry once again, I don't know where the Comanche or... Based out of I'm assuming that's the main we, west. No, it's the northern plains. M- the the north, the north plains. I know. Yeah. Okay, so
2: like so near Canada,
0: maybe that's a yeah. little colder too. Because yeah. I mean, at that final scene, they are they do you know which I think is shot really well with the final yeah. f- fight. But yeah, I didn't think about that. They they aren't sweating a lot in that. <laughs> Does everything? Li- oh man, I'm gonna tell you guys. And during spoilers, think where I started laughing. You're not gonna think it's funny, Marco, but. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. uh So, anyways, top three. uh First one. uh I still like that 2010 one for s- number two. I know that's probably fucking stupid now, but no. I got a soft spot for Robert Rodriguez too, mm-hmm. and I, I genuinely liked that movie how they set it up. And then this would be number three for me though. I'll tell you the truth. this is a movie that I'm definitely gonna rewatch again. When um When it's like not not even soon, soon, but eventually, where he knows he's having lunch sitting yeah, down. with an energy yeah. drink and i'm gonna be like you know does what and mean, I, I i wouldn't mind watching the full thing in the comanche language yeah. as well because for the mean- half of it that i did watch it was pretty well done for a for a dub for for instance it's, yeah, a, it's dub. a dub it's yeah. not yeah but they, they so, tried they used some technology they said to try to nail it pretty well it, it's not perfect but it it, it looks it, it sounds good because they did get all the original actors to do their lines so oh.
2: so pressure so, yeah. to uh the, that's, that's I'm, the not no. fan, yeah, I'm not big a big bro. predator 2
0: fan bro i am not a big predator 2 fan i know i, I know you generally like it, and there's a connection I to this it. movie with the gun i know that but um and then man predators is just the worst the fucking 2000 what, what year was that 16 17 16
2: 17 was it fuck man yeah, that was. was so bad no wait we were we had the podcast so it had to be like 17 did 18. we yeah, no dude. Because I I I posted the fucking memory, and I was like, when me and you were fucking scarred during that fucking movie, dude. It was
0: yeah. funny because we were really looking forward to that too. And I watched all the we movies leading into that. Then we went reduced. saw, and I was like, yikes! Oh, the Predator, sorry, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Shame and even that movie is only an hour forty seven minutes long. Fuck.
1: What about you, Marco? What yeah, were your thoughts as far as the rank of of the films? Like, do you have a top three? Um,
2: uh, I want to say um, first Predator. Obviously, uh, I have a nostalgic soft spot for that one. I want to say Prey, then Predator 2. And this is no hate to the 2010 Predators movie because I like that one too. But that would be the, the fourth one. And mainly because I have nos- nostalgia for Predator 2. I saw it in, in theaters. It was one of the first Predator movies I saw in theaters.
1: Oh, we're not shocked. Uh, oh, surprise. surprised.
2: Yeah, it came out in nineteen ninety. Yeah, maybe. you were twenty
1: seven years old. And, was uh, it ninety? I was
2: just ninety. Yeah, nineteen ninety. I was just fucking just juiced to see a Predator movie in theaters, and that nostalgia will follow me, man. Plus, it's it's a vicious fucking movie. It's very violent. <laughs> so fucking vicious. Yeah. Dude. But um, yeah, really, those are the only four I like in the franchise, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I my list is pretty much James's up for top three, so it's uh, uh, Predator, Predators, and then I pray, So. Before we go into spoilers, let's talk about our reviews. Um uh, how many stars we gave this. Marco, how many stars did you rate this film?
2: Four and a half. Four and a half. It's one of my yeah. One of my favorite movies this all summer. Right,
1: all right. Uh James. I give this one a three. And I gave this a three and a half stars. Right. So before we go into spoiler, there isn't a lot to talk about um, in it, but we'll, we'll give a yeah. little bit of just what's up and coming for this film. And that's really where that spoiler comes from. Um, but before we uh, jump into that, if you haven't seen the film, um, you've listened to us this far. I don't know what the heck's wrong with you. You should have seen it first. But um, if not, someone's just, like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> um, we'll go into a bit more of, of what happens at the ending of the film. Um, if you want to skip ahead, you can listen to the outro. Find out how you can get a hold of us and and interact with us, um, as well as what we plan to be watching next. All right, so we're going to jump into the spoiler section. Uh, So basically, the film ends with surprise, surprise, uh, the Predator and Naru facing off and uh, Naru kicking its ass, which is great. It's a good scene at the end, a good battle scene. Um, She basically earns respect of her tribe and, I I don't know, it looks like she's going to become war chief. I don't know if they will let a a woman become one, but it looks like she could have (laughs) if they were a bit more inclusive. And she kind of warned everybody that, hey, we got to leave now because the French are here. Um, Which is really the bigger threat there, for for, foreshadowing into what happens to them in about, you know, 50 years Mm -hmm. time. Um, But regardless, that's pretty much how the film ends, except there is a little scene during the credits where they show like these kind of artistic renderings of things that have been going on, and then at the end of that, they show a bunch of spaceships coming onto where that where uh, where the predator was. So it kind of foreshadows that there may be a sequel where there's going to be a bunch of predators suddenly showing up. I don't know what what did you think, Marco, of uh, what the film was kind of leading up to, and um, also you know just to add on to. Any additional thoughts on how the film really ended? I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but do you have any additional thoughts on the ending itself?
2: I'm a sucker for this franchise, so I was fucking juiced, and I was like, right, pff, "Fuck yeah, man, bring it!" I mean, if it's as good as this one, I'm I'm all for it. Really, like,
1: you'd be into seeing the characters like come said, back, man, again. I'm, a, I'm
2: a I'm an unapologetic fucking fan of, of Predator, not the shitty movies, but the good ones, or at least the ones that I consider good. Um, I also James, real quick, briefly mentioned the. The connection of Predator Two with the with the whole gun yeah. thing that they give uh, that they steal and that they also give to Danny Glover and Predator Two, I thought that was fucking awesome. I screamed when that happened. I was like, I fucking knew it. Anyway, because it was around the same time frame from that gun, and I told my brother too because I was watching with him too. I was like, I wonder if that fucking gun is going to be there from Predator Two. And I was like, fuck. Anyway, they got to explain what, how they give it back to Danny Glover, dude. I mean, do they you know do they kill Naru? What do they do? do they come I'm back. Gonna... Because it's, like, awarded as a respectful, you know, trophy. So if this means that there's going to be a sequel in this quote-unquote era, I mean, they have 300 years to play with, basically, until... Or, give or take, until, like, the first Predator movie. So I wouldn't mind it. I mean, as long as they treat it well and and they don't fucking cookie-cutter these fucking movies like they were with AVP and the other Predator movies, then I'd fucking watch it.
1: What about you, James? Any thoughts on the ending or, you know, potential sequel to this kind of storyline
2: yeah no i like the ending scene that
0: was cool it was smart how they did that um i guess they kind of hinted like the the paintings right right? The during the credits like more predators Mm -hmm. come so like uh that might be more interesting because truthfully that might just kind of keep the pace going um i wouldn't mind them doing even like another time jump like another 100 years or 200 years you know Mm. see like something like that since it seems like you know like Maybe this is the step in the right direction from the sound of it. So Yeah, so something like that. But yeah, no, oh, I, I yeah. thought it was fun.
1: Oh. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree also with the line of thinking that it'd be interesting to see what they do with this. Um, if they kind of... It seems like they're doing... I mean, they, I guess they're always trying to do some kind of soft reboot, but this would be a, a great way to tie in all those storylines. If, if, like you guys said, they'd maybe do a little bit of a time jump and keep it within... Everything leading up to the first Predator film that'd be kind of neat, and then it just resets that timeline a a little bit, but also connects everything all at once. And then, you know, maybe they do something big as a as a uh, something weighing down in the future. So later on, so that's cool. Uh, Any other thoughts on the film? Anything to to note?
2: Uh, I just thought it was interesting design for the Predator. I guess it's a different variant because they always get introduced a new one. So because it obviously had different looking jaws than weird mandibles versions i thought it was a super predator but from the predators movie but no it's like apparently the feral predator whatever the fuck that means
0: all right so that is the end of the podcast thank you everybody for listening um feedback response reviews um marco let them know how they can reach us
2: Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Movie Pals Pod because we are the Francis Ford Coppola podcast until we run out of his movie library. <laughs> we're gonna be like, and um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll hopefully vault. that last
0: movie comes out. So yeah, we just want to Yeah, let we know. yeah we're, <laughs> we're timing this just right. Roll the
2: dice on this one. <laughs> but yeah, uh comment, you know, retweet, love, share, us. yeah, tell your friends and Please. family about us. Please love us, yeah. Tell tell the the two people you know, know, hey, check these guys out. You might like them. Sometimes they're interesting. Sometimes you just want to check your phone out the window. Who knows? Also, if you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. I hope I got all of them. Smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Thank you. You joining us for these double headers back to back. That's how we roll, baby. So, yeah, thank you for giving us a shot. Hack your family members' phones and, you know, hit that sub. Hit that sub, man. We'd really Go on you.
1: your parents' phone right now. Open up the podcast whoa, app. Whoa, whoa.
2: Go on <laughs> yes, to and find this episode.
1: Give us that five-star review.
0: Okay, so thank you uh, once again for listening here. Um, I promise I'll do better next time. Uh, these movies just, it's getting to me. So uh, stay tuned to episode one hundred and thirty-two. We're gonna continue the Keopala Corner with the nineteen another nineteen eighty three film. He released two in the same year, Rumblefish, uh, followed by the new George Miller film, The Three Thousand Years of Longing. So until then, this is James and, and, and Marco. People. Have a great one.